Hello and welcome to the first episode of season four. We're excited to have you back for another exciting and informative year. The Spar and Journal podcast is meant to keep you up to date and informed about the ever-changing world we live in without wasting your time. I'm your host, Shady Thomas, joined by Alex Kaminsky and Liam Radigan, with our executive editor being Alex Kaminsky. Today we will be eva- today we will be evaluating current markets, a decrease in Chinese exports, the rising cost of inheritance, and the messy effect on the U.S. economy. The day is October first, twenty twenty-three, and you're listening to the Spar and Journal. The S&P 500 is down 22.57 points and 0.52% this week, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 400.09 points and minus 1.18%. And finally, the NASDAQ is down 7.2 points and minus 0.054% this week. The Russell 2000 is up 16.44 points and 0.93% this week. The MSCI International is up 3.21 points and 0.63% this week. And lastly, Barclays Aggregate Bond Index is up 0.21 points and 2.77% this week. Thank you, Alex and Liam, for your analytical reporting. This, co- this concludes our brief market evaluation and leads us into our informational discussion portion, which I will conclude. An August Wall Street Journal article highlights the weak global demand, keeping the Chinese economy under pressure, resulting in a decrease in Chinese exports by 8.8% from a year earlier. U.S. trade with China also fell further in July with a 14.5% decline from the same period in 2022, marking the steepest year-over-year decline since the spark of COVID in February of 2020. It is important to note that China is not alone in facing these challenges. Other Asian export powerhouses are also experiencing falling demand and exampling South Korea's exports falling by 16.5% year over year in July, which points to a broader global trend. With that being said, let's break down the key takeaways from this economic shift. One, Chinese exports have been on a long-term decline due to the shift in Western consumer spending towards services rather than smartphones, furnitures, and other goods. Geopolitical tensions between China and the Western world are further affecting trade guys. Beyond exports, China is grappling with a distressed housing market, record high youth unemployment, and the risk of deflation. These internal challenges further complicate the economic landscape. This emphasizes that China's economic recovery is losing steam and its real estate market is deteriorating. Globally, China's economic slowdown impacts oil prices and hurts commodity exporting countries such as Australia, Brazil, and Canada. Their weakening trade activities, meanwhile, is likely to ripple across Asia, slowing industrial expansion and hitting commodity prices. Another notable statistic is the U.S. trade deficit with China falling to $313.1 billion in June, the lowest level since January of 2021. Moving on with President Biden's enacted Inflation Reduction Act in August of 2022, there are several factors from the act that indirectly impacts Chinese exports. One, looser sourcing requirements and clean energy subsidies may allow American companies to use energy to use Chinese supplies in their projects. This could potentially increase demand for, chi- for certain Chinese exports related to clean energy technologies. Next, allowing semiconductor manufacturers in South Korea and Taiwan to continue selling to China may impact the supply chain dynamics in the semiconductor industry, which could indirectly influence Chinese exports and imports in the sector. 
Overall, while these policies may indirect, uh, indirectly affect Chinese exports in specific industries, their primary impact is on U.S. trade practices and relationships with other countries, rather than directly targeting or impacting Chinese exports as a whole. Nevertheless, the declining exports indicate more difficulties for China's economy and its hope for acceleration in the upcoming season. Shadi, what countries do you think will start to produce more exports since China is on the decline? That's a good question, Liam. There are two countries that may increase their exports because of Chinese decline. One, Vietnam. Vietnam has been a significant beneficiary of the shift in manufacturing away from China in recent years. As Chinese labor costs rise and trade tensions persist, many companies have relocated from their production to Vietnam. This trend could continue leading to increased exports from Vietnam to China. Also, Taiwan. Taiwan has a strong technology factor technology sector, and there's a possibility that it could benefit from Chinese companies seeking alternative suppliers for high-tech components and products. Shadi, do you predict Chinese exports to continue this trend, or do you also believe that the U.S. trade to keep falling off with China? Alex, as we know, economic forecasting is very complex, but by the persistent decline in exports per month over the past month, I personally don't see where this will turn around. With U.S. trade with China falling 14.5%, from the same period in 2022 leads me to believe that this declination will persist. Thank you for your insight, Shadi. Now here's a fascinating story on how a single man has boosted the United States' economy. Since Lionel Messi's new signing to Inter Miami, he has brought the team to new heights, beating every top team in the MLS. While his impact on the field has been tremendous, his impact off the field is what most people have been talking about. Messi has been boosting the United States' economy in a multitude of ways. First off, Messi's arrival in the MLS has pushed ticket prices higher by as much as 1,700%. He is potentially generating $256 million in revenue for the league. The tickets for Inter-Miami's 2023 to 2024 season sold out within minutes. In 2022, MLS teams brought in an average of $57 million in revenue per year, well below the 545 million averages for pro football teams or the 308 million in annual revenue that pro basketball teams average. However, it is not just Inter-Miami that is reaping the ticket price benefits, the October 4th game at Soldiers Field is assumed to bring in $10 million in revenue, which beats the MLS ticket revenue record. Another sector that is benefiting is the popular streaming platform, Apple TV. On the day of Messi's signing, Apple TV saw 110,000 new signups for the season pass. Another 65,000 signed up to watch Messi's first game in the MLS. These numbers display a considerable payoff for the MLS and Apple, which struck a $2.5 billion deal in February 2023. The real estate prices in Fort Lauderdale's community are forecasted to skyrocket due to Messi purchasing a $10.75 million state in the area, increasing home values in Fort Lauderdale and the surrounding cities. Due to the popularity of Messi and the team of Inner Miami, Miami tourism expected to get at least a $400 million boost. He is causing a 10% increase in tourism in the area based on the 2021 visitor totals. This could mean that as, as many 1.65 million more tourists will visit Miami. While Messi's arrival in the United States benefited soccer, it has displayed how influential one man can be to several United States cities. After just a couple months since his move to the MLS's inner Miami, Messi has unilaterally grown the net worth of many companies and cities. The real question is, how much higher can Messi go and how far will he take these companies and economies with him? Finally, thank you to Investopedia.com and the author of Terry Lane for the compilation of these fascinating statistics. Alex, how will Lionel Messi's presence in the MLS affect Florida's real estate market in the future? 
Shaddy, Lionel Messi's presence in the Florida should continue the city's growth surrounding his new area of residence for a number of years. Experts believe that both the tourism and the real estate market in the Florida will grow throughout the years that Messi's playing for Inter-Miami, which is reported to be until 2026. Alex, why is Lionel Messi the one that has sparked our economy and no other athlete? Good question, Liam. Lionel Messi has been one of the most influential athletes in the 21st century, inspiring kids around the world to begin to play the sport. While we've noticeably have big athletes who move to different teams daily, no athlete in the United States has nearly as much of an international following, thus contributing to the growth of many different economic sectors of our country. Thank you for your insight, Alex. Now onto my story, math on inheriting our parents' housing. Deciding what to do with family property is often both an emotional and financial decision, but the rising costs of renovations, property taxes, and utilities are making it harder for adult children to hold on to real estate financial advisory said. More than three quarters of parents plan to leave a home to their children when they die, according to a 2023 Charles Schwab survey of more than 700 American investors between the ages of 27 and 95. Some children may be reluctant to sell their sentiment for sentimental reasons, but finance and simplicity of unloading a property often win out. Nearly 70% of those who expect to inherit a home from their parents plan to sell it, this survey found. Inflation has also made repairs and upkeep on older properties more expensive, leading some to favor newer properties and may be cheaper to maintain and insure. Vacation homes and secondary properties, however, are more likely to be kept by their heirs, and at least for a few years, especially if it's an appealing location. If multiple family members are inheriting a vacation house, there needs to be a way to split maintenance costs fairly and create usage schedules in everyone's liking. Jeff Fishman, a financial advisor in Los Angeles states. Liam, how do taxes affect the inheritance of a house? Is this another reason to sell? Great question, Alex. Taxes are certainly a formidable foe when having to deal with our parents' estate. Many heirs would prefer to avoid this carrying cost of homeowners association and fees and additional taxes. Liam, what are the main factors influencing adult children's decisions to sell their inherited parents' homes? And how are these decisions impacting the real estate market and inheritance trends? Another great question, Shadi. The main factors influencing heirs to sell are definitely taxes and inflation, as I stated. Plans to inherit will not change, but the real estate market housing prices will typically fall if this trend continues because there will be more supply than demand in the market. With that, we conclude the first episode of season four. Please look out for yourself. Please look out for others. From our Spartan Journal family to yours, go green. If you enjoyed the discussion, please like and share the podcast on Apple and Spotify. The Spartan Journal podcast is part of Michigan State University's Wealth Management Association, a student organization whose goal is to inspire the next generation of financial advisors. The Spartan Journal news team releases a newsletter every Monday morning comprised of financial literacy and the week's market updates. Feel free to follow us on social media at MSUWMA and check out our website at MSUWMA.com. Anything heard on either the MSUWMA or Spartan Journal podcasts is for educational purposes only and should not be considered as investment advice. 